Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studio here in New York City. And we have some juicy, juicy gossip for you today. Um, it seems like I'm saying that a lot lately, but all of these stories are really, really coming out. And it's, it's big. Um, you know, you have three big stories right now. The college admission scandal was um, Lori Lachlan taking on the leading lady role. Um, Brittany's mental break. And Wendy Williams' divorce. And we're going to talk about all three of those today. This, this episode was really easy to, to sort of sort out because, yes. <laughs> um, so first up, we're going to talk about Wendy Williams. This divorce has been one of the most dramatic in recent memories. And I don't say that lightly. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you really have to look at the whole picture before anything makes any kind of sense. Um, so for instance... We are, um, we, we talked earlier this week about how Kevin Hunt was accused of poisoning Wendy Williams and then acted all suspicious. Well, for whatever reason, Wendy didn't think it was odd or some things didn't dawn on her that things were not good. Um, for whatever reason, some people are saying it could be because she was um, on drugs and or alcohol. But whatever the case is, she did not realize that things were not good. That is until staff on the Wendy Williams show started writing everything down. Here is... Here's what was said. They gave her back all these stories to read while she was reading them. It was like the light suddenly went on. She was shocked. Now, we've talked about codependent um, relationships and especially abusive relationships, which um, Wendy's sounds like with her husband. And it's very easy for a, man- a manipulator, an abusive person, to um, destroy someone's self-esteem. And with someone like Wendy, who is full of false bravado, it's not really shocking that her husband was able to do this. 
And it's not shocking to me that it took her so long and took seeing it and reading through another person's perspective to see that things were not right. And the silver lining to all of this is it sparked an idea in Wendy. And she has started writing down everything she remembers to use in, as ammunition in her divorce against Kevin. Here's what the source says. Now she, she, now she's documenting everything as ammunition for her divorce. Well, everything she can remember. There are some blank spots in there because of the drugs and alcohol. And I'm sure there there are other things. Um, our our minds work in mysterious ways. Um, to protect us, to um, make sure that we're okay. And I'm kind of of the belief that um, that's what's happening with Wendy right now. Um, she is probably trying to forget some of the things that um, Kevin did to her. Um, there was one rumor slash allegation that he actually moved a mistress into their house and was fucking her. When Wendy and their son came home. And Wendy was supposed to act like that was completely normal and okay. So, you know, Wendy, we're with you. We love you. And we hope you get better. And I hope I can go and come right back. And I'm back. So, as I said, um... One of the biggest, if if this isn't the biggest story, it's it's definitely top three, and I'd even argue top two. Um, Brittany had to take a small mental break um, to to just care for herself and whatnot, and it sparked some <clears throat> concern among her fans. That she was being held against her will, especially as her mom, Lynn, was fanning the flames of the Free Britney movement. Um, and it, as we've been talking about, as we've been saying, um, for for a few episodes now, what this appears to be is Britney just needing to readjust her meds, apparently. Uh, well, the first rumor was that she just completely went off her meds. That's not true. What happened was, what allegedly happened was, um, Britt, um, the medicine that Britt was on was, was no longer working properly. And she was starting to have episodes and, and whatnot again. So, she, allegedly, she voluntarily checked herself into the mental hospital because she had to wean off of those drugs and they had to start um, doing trials of new drugs that would work for her. Um, and her, her team concocted the, you know, 
the mental health break um, from work and from the public eye because of her dad's illness as a reason to help, as a way to help protect her privacy and um, let her do what she needed to do. They didn't expect the Free Britney movement to pop up the way it did. And they didn't expect um, such an outpouring of concern uh, for Britney. In in the last episode, um, we also kind of discussed some people trying to say it was due to low ticket sales. That does not appear to be the case here. Um, as I mentioned in that segment, we um, there is uh, a lot more to a Las Vegas residency than just selling tickets. Um, that sounds blase, but it's really not. Um, um, and what I mean is, it, it's great to sell tickets, and um, you know the piece of me tickets were going for upwards of two hundred and fifty dollars, and that was for the cheap seats. Uh, but it's not always about filling the arena; it's about having a big, bold-faced name that gamblers want to see. And, you know, maybe they're willing to gamble a little more to win the tickets, or maybe they're willing to, um, you know, if if they have a complaint, maybe they're willing to back down, um, whatever. So, so the low-ticket sales, alleged low-ticket sales, don't seem to have had an impact here. <clears throat> um, but Brittany herself finally broke her silence. On, with an Instagram post, which appears to... I mean, she she's in the video, and it looks like she's taking the video herself, so it doesn't look like she's being forced or anything. Um, and I'm just going to read you the caption. Basically, she's, she says she's all right, and she just needs a little bit more time in the video. Um, here's what her caption says. I wanted to say hi because things that are being said have gotten out of control. Wow. There's rumors, death threats to my family and my team, and just so many crazy things being said. I'm trying to take a moment for myself, but everything that's happening is just making it harder for me. Don't believe everything you read and hear. These fake emails everywhere were crafted by Sam Luftfee years ago. I did not write them. He was pretending to be me and communicating with my team with a fake email address. My situation is unique, but I promise I'm doing what's best at the moment. You may not know this about me, but I am strong and I stand up for what I want. Your love and dedication is amazing, but what I need right now is a little bit of privacy to deal with all the hard things that are, that life is throwing my way. If you could do that, I would be forever grateful. Love. Love you. And again, um, I've always said that I, I thought Britain was a brilliant businesswoman. People underestimate her. For a variety of reasons. Um, but. At, at the heart. Of this whole thing is. Someone who. 
is very smart and she knows what she's doing. Um, and she's been in the business long enough. She knows, you know, how stressful it can be. And if she says she needs a break, she probably just needs a break. We all need a break sometimes. Like, I need one right now. So I'm going to go and I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. Alright, so y'all remember the fiasco that was the 91st Oscar ceremony? Uh, the, the, okay, I shouldn't say that. The, the actual ceremony was fine. Um, it, it was a classy, prestigious affair. But the months leading up to it was full of controversy and... And scandal. And it made... Um, the most notably was the Kevin Hart controversy. He had said some anti-gay things. Um, back, like, almost a decade ago. Maybe more than that. Um, he said it in a show and then he put it on Twitter... And people dug it up on Twitter. And it ignited a controversy. Um, and then he he had just been announced as host of the 91st Academy Awards. And then... Um, right after the controversy, the Academy said to him... Apologize, or step, or we're, you're not going to be a host. He chose not to be a host, but did offer uh, what can only be called a lame apology. And then went on Ellen, where Ellen tried to get him to reconsider hosting, without actually apologizing to. The LGBT community, specifically LGBT of color. Um, anyways, one of the controversies that came out of the 91st Oscars was the fact that Netflix's um, a Netflix original movie, Roma, won three Oscars, including Best Director, which is usually an indication that it had come close to winning Best Picture. And Steven Spielberg was not happy about that. He he said that only films that get a wide theatrical release, a traditional wide theatrical release, meaning it doesn't go to streaming right away, should be eligible to win an Oscar. And Netflix was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We followed the rules. We did exactly what you asked. And so there's there's a whole big debate about whether or not a movie that's released to streaming the same day that it is out on... um, the same day as out at theaters, should be eligible. Steven Spielberg took up the side of no, and then started to kind of walk back his statements a little bit, where he was like, well, you know, movie going is changing, but 
you know, we, we need to protect the movie-going experience, yada, yada, yada. So the Academy decided to take up this controversy at its annual governor's board meeting. And their decision has been to maintain the status quo. As long as all of the rules are followed, the major one being that the film has to be released in a movie theater in Los Angeles. Um, and I, th- I also thought that it had to be released in New York, but I could be wrong. Um, uh, and it's still going to be eligible to win Best Picture. So what this means is basically um, Amazon, or I'm sorry, Netflix is still going to be playing catch up with Amazon. Um, Amazon has already won Best Picture um, and Best Actor and maybe a couple more. for that Casey Affleck, Michelle Williams um, movie. I forget what it's called. Um, But I do want to say that Amazon is more like a traditional uh, movie producer in that they put it out in theaters first and then they... um, And then it hit their, their streaming service. Which is maybe something that Netflix wants to consider. And it seems like they are. Um, in a good faith measure, it seems like um, some of their Oscar contenders this year... Um, there's a Martin Scorsese called The Irishman. Um, that is really heating up um, and it really seems like it's going to be a big Oscar contender this year so they're saying that that's a, that's a possibility that <coughs> would not be a sub without my coffee um, um, they're saying that that could be a, um, a big Oscar contender this year clearly I need to go get a drink and come right back and I'm back so since We seem to be following up on different stories today. We're going to do a quick follow-up on Pete Buttigieg. He, um, for those of you who don't know or have somehow managed to not hear about Mayor Pete, he is currently in the top three Democratic, um, potential nominees for president for president um he's behind joe biden who is expected to toss his hat into the ring on april 25th and um bernie sanders so i had wrote an article called why why republicans should love um, Buddhist. And 
the main thrust of it is, on paper, outside of being gay, he's actually the perfect um, Republican candidate. He's intelligent, he's well-spoken, he's married, and he's religious. The fact that he's married to a man, I think, gives Republicans pause. Um, and he's a veteran. I don't know if I said that. But yeah, he's, a, he's also a veteran. Um, his biggest, uh, from the Democrat side, his biggest flaw is he doesn't really have very much executive experience. Um, and he's even done a really good job at spinning that, saying, hey, you know, running a city is not easy. You know, and I have more legislative experience, more executive experience than uh, the current guy in the Oval Office did when he was elected. And I, I started telling people, I'm like, we, we need to start bracing ourselves for the backlash. Because it always happens. It happened with Hillary, um, which I guess, given her stature, was to be expected. Um, it happened with Bernie Sanders. Um, it happened with Beto O'Rourke. Whenever someone grows in popularity, the backlash has to start. That's just how it works. Um, Bernie Sanders, to his credit, has maintained his popularity um, despite a backlash. And despite Republicans' best efforts to derail him. Now, Republicans are trying to derail Pete Buttigieg um, by pulling up, or trying to dig into his, his life and find something that could potentially derail his campaign. So far, the biggest thing that they found was he met his husband on Hinge, a dating app. That's not going to matter to millennials. It's not going to matter to um, anyone who was born in the internet age. It's just not. Um... I, the other thing that they found was this, and, and they didn't really find it because he talks openly about it in his book. Um, when he first was elected mayor, there was a, a, a wiretapping scandal where someone had wiretapped tapped some some police officers they were saying misogynistic and racist things um he ended up firing the police chief or he asked the police chief to resign the police chief did and then said you know what no fuck this i'm not resigning and then pete was like well then you're fired um and So the, there was a in South Bend there was kind of a controversy surrounding that. Um but essentially what happened was um the climax of the whole thing was um 
there were settlements for each of the officers. And people were not happy because they're like, we could have kept that money. And Pete was like, well, here's the thing. No, you couldn't have. Um, you know, we could have kept battling it out in court. But it was going to cost just as much, if not more. So what I did is I saved, a, I saved the city some money by just settling. And there's no admission of guilt or that we did anything wrong. Um, but again, he talks openly about it. And he, and he wrote that. Like, it was his first big mistake as mayor. And it obviously did not dull his popularity. Um, the first time he ran, he won... Um, he he won the mayorship with 74% of the vote. The second time, he won re-election with 80% of the vote. So, I don't... And I, and I think I've said this on, on here and elsewhere. I don't think Pete Buttigieg is actually... I, I, be, I believe he's running for president. But I think his main goal was the make more of a national name for himself. Maybe run for a Senate seat, so he can run for a Senate seat. Maybe um, to run for um, the House of Representatives. Or maybe to get a cabinet position. Um, I could see him being Secretary of State with his, um, his veteran status. I could see him running the VA. Um... And there's a part of me that could kind of seem really hope that he could potentially be a good VP. Um, because he is charismatic. And watching him go toe-to-toe with Mike Pence, which, here's the thing. You know, everyone made a big to-do about him and Pence feuding. That was no mistake. Pete Buttigieg is a brilliant, brilliant man. And, and like I said, I, I realize he, he's actually running for president and that's like the ultimate goal. But I would bet money that he went after Pence to show that he's VP material and will hone in on Pence's policies to destroy the credibility of of him and support whoever the presidential nominee is. I'm going to go and I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. So, I told you we were going to talk about the three big stories. Wendy Williams' divorce... Britney Spears, and we've already done those two, so now we're t- it's time to talk about Lori Lachlan and her husband Massimo and the college admissions scandal. So, <clears throat> a lot of people are doing a con- compare and contrast between Lori Lachlan and Felicity Huffman and trying to figure out what the difference is. Um, there are, there are two big differences that I think need to be um, brought up. 
The first is, Felicity Huffman owned her mistake right away and um, pled guilty. Um, and I think that's the important thing to, um, to keep in mind here. Is that um, there? There's certainly a big um, a, a big difference between pleading guilty and admitting you did wrong, and clinging to this false belief that what you did was. Um, what any good mother would do, which is what Lori Lachlan is doing. The other big difference is um, only Felicity Huffman was charged. William H. Macy wasn't indicted on any of the charges, which is something that I think a lot of people keep forgetting for some reason. Um, I'm not sure why. Um, the one thought, the one school thought is, um, Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy actually planned it this way. They figured she could be the fall guy because he has a steady paycheck from Shameless and, um, she doesn't have a record and probably wouldn't get any jail time and any career fallout would be minimal. Whereas... Lori Lachlan and Massimo were both front and center, both on the email chains, both on the phone calls, and um, just yeah, um, you know they're both out there, and so Blind Gossip has a item up. And kind of explaining what their what their strategy was, and what they're trying to do now. Here's what they say. They thought if they both got defiant and denied it, that they might both go free. Now that they realize that's not going to happen, it's stupid for both of them to go to jail. So they think it might be better to blame everything on one partner, so only one of them goes. That's what they are fighting about. Not, this is your fault, but which one of them should throw themselves under the bus? They are stalling a little and want to see what evidence there is before they do this. The evidence that's there, they already know. Um, and the, the coach who created the fake... Um, the fake crew profile... For Lori Lachlan's daughters, has already pled guilty, and will likely um, and will likely uh, testify against them in the hopes of getting a shorter sentence. So I'm not sure what they're. They're thinking is going to happen. 
But I can't imagine that they think anything good is going to come of this. Um... You know, it it amazes me. And it, it still amazes me that they thought being defiant was going to work. Um, I, it's just one of those things where I kind of wonder... Um, you know... Because Laura Blackman, I believe, is a smart, smart lady. Um, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for that, but... I, I do actually think she's very smart. So I'm not sure how she thought that being defiant and just saying that we didn't do it was going to work. Um, and the same thing with Massimo. Like, you know, it takes a lot to... It takes a lot to um, get these charges brought against you. And just saying, no, I didn't do it, is not a defense. And this is what I've been saying about Lori Lachlan almost um, this entire time. It's not enough to just say it. It's not enough to... Um, it's not enough to deny wrongdoing offer up a reasonable assumption um you know in the Jesse Smollett case he didn't just say I didn't perform the soaks on myself he pointed out like what are, what am I gaining out of this what am I you know the the police are trying this in the court of public opinion and not actually doing their jobs. And then that's when the police department got super pissed. And started hitting back at Jesse. So. Um, with Lori Lachlan, I don't... I don't know, like, in the, whole, the whole premise of them now trying to flip to the William H. Macy, um, Felicity Huffman um, defense or, or plan seems a little um, a little late, I guess I would say, because... Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy did it from the very beginning. Whether it was on purpose or not, you can debate. I think it was. Now, you know, Massimo and and Lori Lachlan are both on the threads. And both have been defiant, so they're not going to get away with saying, oh, I had no idea what the other one was doing. You see what I mean there? Um, it's been a long day for me, so I'm going to go. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always. And until next time, cheers.